Shomra Byug. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Tiny Room. Welcome back to on Shomra Byug. I am the Michael of Michael and Benjamin's podcast, and I am joined by the lo- latest Ben in a long line of successful Bens. It's Ben. Hello, I am the most successful Ben today. Why? Ben Shapiro, he's pretty popular. <laughs> Why is he oh. the first Ben that came to mind? That's worrying. <laughs> I would have said Ben Schwartz. Ben Noted Schwartz, comedy yeah. writer Ben yeah. Schwartz. Uh, ben, ben from Ben and Jerry's. Ben oh. Affleck. Ben Affleck, yeah. Ooh. Ben he's Affleck. Your, he's your bloody nemesis, though, ever since he stole Anna de Armas from you. Yeah, my nemesis, Ben. Nemesis, Ben. Benesis. I'm never getting her back either. They've been self-quarantining together, so they're, they're, they have a strong bond. They have a strong bond. They've misunderstood self-isolation, Ben, but I don't... <laughs> uh, look, it doesn't matter, does it? Look, look, they're happy. Sure, sure. If anything, Michael, I'd like to sing them a little song. So here it is. <gasps> the music for the podcast. We don't actually have anything music. Very good. It wasn't the song, it was the theme music. They Benjamin, might not get it. No, they, they will. They, I know Ben Affleck is an avid listener. <laughs> Just to see what I'm up. Just to see just what I'm to up see, to. See what you're up to. Keeping track of you. As soon as you express, does... as soon <laughs> yeah, as you express an interest in another, a different lady, he'll be like, "All right, moving on, Anna Armas. Your old news. <laughs> see you later. See you later, Ben. You were saying that you were big into uh, musical performing artist J Lo, weren't you? Through recently. Yes, J J Lo. That's J-Lo. the uh, Jewish pop sensation J J A Y L O W E. Yeah, J Lo. Yeah, it's a man. J Lo. Um, he sings mostly about menorahs. I'm not going to lie, but um, they're great tracks. They've got a nice beat. Um, some people say that it's not really his genre of music, but those people are wrong, Michael. Um, I assume you mean noted Latin pop star. Jennifer, Jennifer, Lopez. Jennifer Lopez. Ben, I think that uh, this isn't going anywhere, so let's, let's move on with the actual podcast. Benjamin, yes. did you see in comic and pop culture news that we missed last week that apparently, Ben, and you'll be excited to hear this, Sam Raimi is on board to direct uh, Doctor Strange 2. It's very exciting news, Michael. Mr. Samuel Raymington III himself. <laughs> very good. That's the thing we often up. do is, is pretend that someone's name is a short version of their actual name. Yeah. Yes, because both of us have short versions of our actual yes. names. It's not actually Michael and Benjamin, it's Mick and Ben. Yeah, and... You, what? Don't tell the marketing department. Yeah, exactly. Our podcast is called Michael and Benjamin's Podcast, but we're Mick yeah, and Ben. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and Ben being short, of course, for Benjamin Colopiston. Yes, Colopiston the fifth. Yeah. Long line of Colopistons. Long line of successful Ben's. Ben, but Doctor Strange is coming out with Doctor with Sam Raimi in it. Doctor Strange and Sam Raimi. That could be good. Yeah, look, I mean, this is going to be exciting, Michael. Um, and the first thing that drops to mind is it's going to be a very kitsch uh, Doctor <laughs> Doctor Strange. It's going to be a very tongue-in-cheek Doctor Strange. Yeah, um, it does, doesn't it? Um, I mean, one of the famous things about Sam Raimi is that he was a bit miffed by studio interference in Spider-Man 3. And that they wouldn't let him turn the jazz dance scene into a 14-minute special. Well, he didn't want Venom in it at all, if you remember. Yes, he fought against it, if one He fought against correctly. it, and some people might argue that the jazz dance scene was his striking back against having to put Venom in the film. Venom, a, a character he's famously not very fond of. What a flamboyant middle finger to give to a studio. Exactly. And the the interesting thing is, Ben, Marvel Studios aren't exactly known for being kind of standoffish. Mm. They like mm. to get in there and mix it up and twizzle their whistle around. 
but uh, obviously, Michael, there's there's a, a a possible mountain of money involved. Oh here. yes, the mountain of money, Doctor Strange I'm, and the Mount of Money. D- Doctor Strange and the mystical mountain of money. Um, look, it's going to be interesting, Michael. I think if you look back at Sam Raimi's catalog, uh, superhero movies notwithstanding, what we could be getting here is a an Evil Dead style. Yeah. Doctor Strange. Did he do Drag Me to Hell? That was pretty good. He did Drag Me to Hell, which was also pretty good. Again, little tongue-in-cheek, little bit of parody. Um, I'm not saying that would jar necessarily with the tone of number one, uh, kind of Doctor Strange. Do- Doctor Strange seemed to grow in sarcasm as his appearances in Avengers kind of came along. He seemed to become a, a very sardonic kind of yeah, Doctor well, I w- Strange. I would argue, Ben, that there wasn't any really particularly notable tone in Doctor Strange 1. That's that's not a that's not an unfair note there, Michael. It's, it's pretty uh, spot on. It's far from a bad film, but it's nowhere near one of my favorites. It didn't really have enough of a voice. It's an empty vehicle that got him ready for the Avengers. Yeah, basically, it was Iron Man yeah. one again. Iron Man one again with again, a different mo- guy with a more mustache. Iron Man. Yeah, oh, Ben, we'll get to that later. But this time, it's it's not technology; it's magic. Yeah, um, exactly. And yeah, look, 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 look. Look, yeah, Mike, yeah, yeah. Look, there's a lot of potential here. It could be very, very good. I would imagine several, you know, strong horror fans who are looking forward to the very kind of horror-based sequel. That we don't know. Whether I don't it's know. Be a horror-based okay. sequel, but the original director attached to the film um, was a noted horror specialist, um, and so I, I think many people kind of were looking forward to a bit of a, a darker uh, yeah. Stephen Strange. Would but, it be though? I would say that we aren't necessarily losing out on that because there's no way that Marvel is greenlighting an uh, an 18s movie anyway. Well, are um, they going to do Deadpool? Uh, oh, okay. Well, then n- never mind. Let's take that off the table then. And well, I'm not sure. Ben's if, retraction. Uh, I'm not sure if it'll be 18s, but I mean, yeah. I mean, you're not wrong though. They are adverse to limiting their audience. They're not huge fans of it, and I think. Sam Raimi's little tongue-in-cheek style horror could be a nice fit for the Marvel Universe. Um, the the buddy cop um, kind of thing between Benedict Wong and uh, Benedict Cumberbuns. Mm-hmm. All the Bens. Uh, all the Bens. Um, could be nice to watch again. And I think Sam Raimi could probably do that. Yeah, Bruce yeah, Campbell's yeah. probably going to be in it as Dormammu. He'll probably have a cameo. Ah, he'll be Dormammu. It's it's time. He's paid his dues. It's time for the big roles. Isn't Benedict big Cumberbatch roles, already Dormammu? Uh, no, no, no. Now it's going to be now it's going to be re- Bruce recasting, Campbell. recasting. Bruce they Campbell. Could, they could have him as Nightmare. Who's Nightmare? The Marvel's version of an evil dream. He wears oh, a nice. green. He wears a green jumpsuit. Yeah, I'd watch that. And jumps around going, "I'm a nightmare. I'm going to spook you." I'd watch that. Mm, I know you would. We, we're going to yeah. anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, we're going to have to. <laughs> we're, gonna, we do we're stuck into this loop now, Ben. A, a vicious, never-ending loop. I know. It's awful, isn't it? It's kind of like prison. Yeah, speaking uh, of prison, Ben. Yeah. Um, have you seen what the latest number one film on Netflix this week is? Ben's in Prison 2, starring Ben, who's in prison. No, no? that's Pornhub, Ben. You're thinking of oh, Pornhub. Yeah, sorry. sorry. Doing very well there, though. Surprisingly well. Pornhub? Or your film on Pornhub? No, my film on Pornhub. Free Premium is really doing wonders for my uh, exposure. Oh, good. Um, But the actual number one film this week on Netflix, Ben, is called Extraction. Extraction? What are they extracting? 
It is it it is quite humorous because your film is actually called, in some ways, the opposite. Ben, ben in prison, Ben 2, Ben in prison 2, insertion. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Ah, I see what I did. <laughs> no spoilers there. on what's going into what, though. You yeah, no, to it's click Willies. to find out. It's Willies. It's, um, yeah, mostly. <laughs> so anyway, what were we saying? The number one film this week on <laughs> Netflix, Ben. Last week, I think the number one film was the Stephen Amell brothers in Mutant <laughs> Heist in Canada. Code great. Code no, not so good. Code not that good. This week the this week the number one film Ben is uh it's a Chris Hemsworth vehicle. Oh yeah, it's a Chris Hemsworth vehicle Ben called Extraction. Does he have a big hammer? He doesn't have a big hammer. No, he has a rake. If you watch, if you watch my one, I have a big hammer. He has a rake. Um, I just thought that is that a joke that he's named after a tool? Because maybe it is. Is that is that his name? Rake. His name is Jake Rake. (laughs) <laughs> don't think I'm joking there Hold on let me just check No his name is Tyler Rake Oh god that's worse Yeah it's not Jake Rake That's actually worse I would prefer Jacob Rake Jacob I think has a little bit more of a ring to it Jacob Rakeworth Benjamin though Here hold on a second I've uh, I've prepared a little spoiler free summary Ben Alright go on I'm looking so forward ben, to it So Ben I've expressed it in the form of both a song and a mathematical formula Ben So if you take a little bit of John Wick Right. With a little bit of Rambo's all you need. Right. a little bit of India's what you seek. Uh-huh. With a little bit of Hemsworth in the sun. And a little bit of killing all night long. A little bit of kidnap is what you seek. Then a little bit of extraction is all you need. One, two, two three, four, five. Three, four, five. Everybody five. in Mumbai, come on, let's ride to the kidnapping round the corner. Chris Hemsworth says he doesn't want it, but he's got no choice. That's dun, 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 and so on. Ben, pretty good. Yeah, it's, pretty. Michael, it's, honestly, yeah. go on. One of go your on. best prepared bits. Look, I've that was a bit off the cuff, Ben. <laughs> I have to admit. One of your best not prepared. <laughs> one of your classic sort of prepared, not yeah. really wink wink nudge. Look, nudge I had bits. an idea, Ben, I went with it and it didn't pay off. Not like, unlike this film. Uh-huh. No, oh. look, it's fine. It's fine. It's good. It's uh <laughs> It's fine. It's a fine film. Oh, that was an excellent. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. Thank you. Benjamin, <laughs> look, this film is exactly as I described. Imagine a bit a bit of John Wick, a bit of Rambo, a bit of Chris Hemsworth, a bit of India, a bit of corrupt people, a bit of kidnapping. And you, there you go. You have it. Corruption, Michael. It's everywhere. It is everywhere, especially apparently in India or Bangladesh. Bangladesh, huh? Yeah. Yeah. In the film, Ben, uh, the... The number one drug guy in India, he has a son, and they have yeah. a they don't have a strong bond, Ben. Oh no! But the number one drug guy in Bangladesh kidnaps the number one drug guy in India's son. Okay. And they have to get a hard bitten mercenary with nothing left to live for to rescue him. Jacob Jacob Rakin. Jacob Rakeb. Yeah, so they Jacob get Chris Rakeb. Hemsworth, and the yeah. biggest it's it's very violent, Ben. It's violent in a in a John Wick Rambo sort of way. Well, that's good. So there's lots Ish. of graphic. There's lots of graphic killing and cutting and exploding. Okay. There's lots of fighting. Ooh, uh, you like a little scrap now and then. And Ben, to be honest, it's some of the most realistic fighting I've seen on screen. Oh, okay. Well, that's it, well, that's it, odd praise. Yeah, it's very realistic fighting. Uh, Chris Hemsworth gets to swear a lot. He gets oh, to kill good. people. He smokes a cigarette. No. Yeah, there's no Disney here. Chris, with your six-pack, you shouldn't be smoking, you healthy, healthy man. Come on. The the Chris Hemsworth character, Ben, 20 years ago would have been played by Mel Gibson. Oh, that's he's play- not good. He's, that playing a Mel- he's playing a Mel Gibson character. 
that doesn't bode well for Chris Hemsworth, also notably Australian's career path. That could yeah. go really badly. Yeah. Well, um, okay. If Chris Hemsworth starts talking about the passion of Moses or something like that. Oh, if he goes a bit off the rails, he might. You oh, never know. You never know, Ben. Might. Celebrity can do weird things to people. Um, it can. Yeah. It's uh, it's well shot, Ben. It's well acted for what, what little acting is in it. It is... Uh, yeah, there's nothing surprising in it whatsoever. Okay. Well, Imagine- can, I go back, can I go back for a second to my joke there? I just realized... Oh, yeah, in, you have in, a joke, yeah. In the, the aftermath of the joke of, of the Passion of Moses, there is actually yeah. another mythological figure much more closely associated with Chris Hemsworth, which would be the Passion of Thor. Thor, yeah, it's Thor. You're thinking of yeah, Thor. I yeah. should have said the Passion of Thor. Sorry, back to you. Just round up your review there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know that this extra applies to us because it is somewhat vaguely based on a comic book and it has very strong comic book connections because it was written by Joe Russo. Get out of... Get out of town. I won't, Ben. I won't get out of town. I'm in a quarantine kind of situation so I have to stay within two kilometres of my house. Very responsible. I won't get out of town. But yeah, it's it's a screenplay, screenplay, I think, by the Russo brothers. Who, Who directed it? Um... A first-time director. I can't remember his name. Oh dear. Do you want me to look that up for you? No, no, I'm okay. I, I don't um, mind. He, he, like, but I mean, it's good. It's good. It's fine. It's, uh, It'll do. Yeah. Imagine, I mean, imagine the last Rambo, but not quite as mean. Sam Hargrave is the name of the director. Oh, I don't think he's first time, is he? Is he not? I feel like I've heard that name a few times. Have Let you? See. Um, I'm going to check that out, but. The name rings about. Anyway, keep going. Sorry, it's not as mean as Rambo. It's not as mean as Rambo. It's uh, no. You're right. First time director. Yeah, I mean the character isn't quite as compelling as John Wick. Well, you know, it's 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 fine. It's a fine go to a foreign country and get a get a boy and have an adventure and try and escape film. I enjoy the look of Chris Hemsworth with his shaved side headeds. Yeah, and he's got scars and he's in a fight yeah. and you know. Yeah, that's he'll, good. He'll kill a man with a knife or. Oh, he's the stunt. Uh, guy, he, he's he the stunt guy the, from the Russo brothers. But he's he's also on the he does the corridor crew interviews. Does he? Sam Hargrave has done one or two corridor crew interviews. That's how I know Sam Hargrave. Hmm. So if if you're interested in what Sam Hargrave's all about, bloody go check him out on the corridor crew channel. If you want, if you want, you don't, or check out our YouTube channel. Yeah. If so Ben, uh, if want. that's that, that, that's extraction. It's it's yeah, it's fine. It's pass. It's more than passable. It's it's bloody violent. It's somewhat entertaining. It's no great classic. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. Chris fine. has like a Chris has a lot of charisma. He just can't seem to pick the right things outside of Thor. Well, one of the problems I think he's kind of saddled with is playing Chris Hemsworth. He's like, oh, oh mate, oh, look, oh, oh, I'm a bit goofy, but I'm also big and a handsome unit. I'm a big, handsome, charming man. I'm a big, handsome, charming unit. Well, am I? Yes, I am. Well, oh, I, tri- oh I tripped over my shoe. <laughs> there's, not too, this, it, there's not an overabundance of jokes in Extraction, Ben. Well, that's not bad. That's he mostly just plays a tough badass. Flexing the serious chops, is he? Who's, no, I mean... It, it, it's mostly just fighting and running and jumping and doing a kick. That's your look. Sometimes that's has, all you need. He has a couple of scenes of acting, but it's mostly just doing a kick and doing a punch. I'll, I'll have a look at that. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Is, is it's it fine. on the? Ne- Did you say it was on the Netflix? It's a Netflix production, Ben. So it is. It's very, it, it, very good. It's up there on the Netflix, Ben. I watched another thing, this Ben, this week, which is totally off-piste. 
but uh, okay. just throws back to a few weeks ago. What I watched, Ben, was a film that uh, is has been in the top three of Netflix for the past few months. Uh, I watched Outbreak. Oh, is that is that something to do with a contagion? Have you never seen the film Outbreak, Ben? No. It's a nineteen ninety five no. film starring Dustin Hoffman. Oh, is Tommy Lee Jones in it? Tommy Lee Jones isn't in it. Uh, no, then I'm not interested. Donald Sutherland is in it. Morgan <laughs> Fre- get out of town. Morgan Freeman is in it. Oh, good for him. Yeah, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. is in it. Cuba Gooding Jr., yeah, notable um, arrogant man and not very liked in Hollywood. Rene Russo is in it. Get out of town. Mm-hmm. Noted 90s actress and queen of the gods, Rene Russo. Uh, bloody Kevin Spacey's in it. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but Ben you'll be glad to no. hear A little spoiler here He does die Oh good <laughs> Oh good You're happy that Kevin Spacey died Good Very good, good. Um, Yeah it's The reason I watched it Ben Was as a point of comparison Between our last outbreak movie Contagion Yes And And this one And it's this one It's not very good Not as good I watched no, Michael good. Yes what I did watched you watch? Michael In the spirit of Contagion movies I watched Record The Spanish Oh very uh, good the Spanish uh, found footage. Well, not found footage, but but no, it is found footage. footage it, it is found footage. Yeah, yeah it I think is found so. footage. Yeah. It found footage. Bloody good film, Michael. It is. I watched, it? I watched I quite it in the original, the original Spanish, uh, and it was very good. It is, isn't it? It's a very it's good a film, Ben. Very a good little. Film. It's about a, a zombie outbreak in a in an apartment building. Not great watching when you're in the middle of a pandemic. Well, let me bloody tell you a little personal story about that, Ben. Because it is one of my most favouritest uh, memories of watching a film. I watched that film at between midnight and two a.m. Oh no! With my <laughs> oh no! With, with with my good lady friend, um, That's in our not a good time in the very first apartment we ever shared. Oh uh, shit! Like the the year it came out, basically. So oh, I watched God. it. I I downloaded or rented it. I don't know back then, and uh, so she fell asleep because she doesn't like horror films or Spanish. <laughs> and uh, she fell Spanish asleep. the language Not the Spanish Very yeah, yeah, important yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So she fell asleep And I was kind of Watching it Mostly on my own And it was a summer's eve Ben So I was in Barely my underpants Basically oh, No And the lights were off And the monsters Were all attacking And Benjamin It was a new apartment It was a new apartment In a new apartment block Oh god And we were One There were about 40 apartments And I think 5 or 6 of them Had been sold so there weren't even many people there. So it was a big old empty apartment block. Yeah, and it was quite an eerie place, to be honest. And, you know, we were getting over the nerves of the first time living alone in Ireland. And Anyway, Ben, I was watching Wreck, and as the monsters attack, there was this blaring, terrifying alarm went off in my apartment oh, building. <laughs> I leapt up heroically, Ben. I leapt up heroically from the bed or couch where I was watching it in my underpants. <laughs> I grabbed the nearest thing to me, which was a broom, and I ran out into the corridor and ran up and down the corridor in my underpants at 2am trying looking to find out what was going on. Yeah, looking for zombies. It was a fire alarm. Gas. That's terrifying. awful. Terrifying. Absolutely uh, terrifying. Oh, but what a perfect storm of just scaring the living shit out of a human being. Absolutely scared the fucking shit out of me, Ben. Still yeah, remains one of my favourite films. That movie is just unnerving on several levels. It's just a very good film. Yeah, it's very well done. Yeah. Set Um, in an apartment. Set in an apartment. Not an ideal place to be. Alarms going Um, off. Yeah, no. In your underpants. Um, 
I, I don't know why I didn't put that in the uh, the running notes, Michael. It, it seems very relevant now, but I watched it on Monday, which would be the day after Sunday. So I kind of, as you know, Michael, I suffer from uh, recency bias. Recency in, bias, in, yeah. In the heaviest, heaviest of forms. Yeah. If it didn't happen to me this morning, it didn't happen. Um, so, yeah, look, I mean, great film. Uh, Outbreak, possibly better than Outbreak, I'm imagining, from your review of Outbreak. Yeah, but Outbreak's not great. Uh, it, it starts very well as a kind of cool... What would happen if an extremely deadly virus reached a town? Dun dun. But it has no regard for scientific accuracy whatsoever. It it makes Contagion look like a look like a documentary film, honestly. And I know I joked last week that Contagion was a documentary film. Oh, it definitely is. Um, and I think it actually it 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 coloured a lot of the way people saw Contagion when Contagion came out. Because when Contagion came out, people were like, "This is weird. Where's the helicopter chase?" Where's the baddie? <laughs> Where's the baddie who's trying to blow up the town? Where's the person who released the virus? Yeah, what's going on? Um, so, yeah, it's it's not great. And um, the, the funny thing, Ben, was, I don't know if you know this, but the monkey from uh, Contagion, the monkey that carries the virus... Go on. ...was also the monkey who played the monkey in the in the TV show Friends. No, Maurice. Yes. And oh. in in the TV show Friends, Ben, they go to the filming of the sequel of Contagion... Contagion 2 The Virus Takes Manhattan And There's a cameo in that From Jean-Claude Van Damme Wait and that wait, wait, had... wait 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 hold on Hold on yeah. Is this a real film Or a bit No It's a bit In the, in the TV show Friends okay. But I was Utterly convinced Jean-Claude Van Damme Was in Contagion And I watched Three quarters of the way through And went Where is Jean-Claude Van Damme <laughs> Why has uh, he not appeared And then realised He was in a joke From an episode of Friends Oh god damn it Jean-Claude Yeah Anyway, apparently, apparently not a nice bloke. Really? Yeah, bit of a bully, oh. apparently. Oh, that's upset me massively, Michael. Mm-hmm. You can do the splits, though. In the you can, you can, like nobody's mm-hmm. business. Yeah. Uh, did it between two Toyotas. Oh, yeah, do it between two anythings. Two anythings. <laughs> two anything. Two, put, two people he's bullying. Yeah, two you Toyotas. Put two, of, two of anything together and Jean-Claude Van Damme will do the splits between them. That's why Even we if you don't... <laughs> Go on. That's why we had to stop doing the podcast in the tiny room because John Clover and Dam kept coming in, <laughs> just about putting to his make leg, that joke. putting his leg on each of our heads and doing the splits, his <laughs> cock and balls just... dangling down between us. We kept trying to explain to him that the microphone stands wouldn't hold his weight, and he was like, yeah, "No, yeah, no, yeah. no, I can do it. I can, I can do, do it. it. You wait until you see me do these splits. You pair of cooks. You pair of cooks." <laughs> We went okay, Jean Claude. Okay. You Could you insist. beat up Jean Claude Van Damme? Oh, Oh, one hundred percent, Ben. He's about sixty. And tiny, oh, right. and, a, okay. and a dancer. Okay, fair enough. No doubt, you get no argument on that one. Okay, you're not gonna get blood. You're not gonna get blood sported. No, no, blood sport fans even are gonna go. Yeah, yeah, no, make it kill Jean Claude Van Damme. There's no doubt there. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Next time he comes to the tiny room rematch. Yeah, nice. well, look, Ben, uh, he he's much better than me at the splits. Uh, well, look, we won't have a split off then. We'll and playing regular... Amer- American Special Forces operative Guile. Okay, Guile. <laughs> Oh, what are we doing? What's going Street on Fighter. today? Uh, yeah, so Michael, basically, yes, um, we, we've we've kind of been wandering around in in this in this kind of just doldrum <laughs> of isolation. I'm actually fine, Ben. To be honest, um, the doldrum of isolation, Michael, and and one of the worst things that that kind of crops up, Michael, is how to entertain yourself. And Michael, we've got some very bad news about the comic book industry. Yes, go on. It's bloody dying on its feet, Michael. It's not great, is it? Um, this is not a good time to be in, in, in the comic books I tell you what Ben I've been buying a lot of stuff online from my local uh, comic book shop 
Yes, as have I. I've been paying for all my media at the minute because you, uh, you you kind of ethic shamed me into doing it. Look, Ben. Um, there's Black Widow that I bought. Oh, look. You bought it online from your local comic book shop. From a local comic book shop. It's Black Widow. Which one? The new one. From the oh, new well. film, which has yet to be released. Oh, look. She's out, though. She's out. Oh, out. There's MJ. Look. Oh, look. I can't believe MJ has her own action figure. I know. Figure a little tidy Zendaya action figure. That's silly. Isn't it? That's that's cash grabby. I don't know if I agree with that now. Ah, um, but uh, most to the point, Michael, the actual foundation of all the things that we love to talk about in media, comic books... Yes, go on. Uh, ...are not doing very well. Marvel, apparently, has just let go half its staff. Yeah, furloughed. Um, furloughed, which is not a term we use here in Ireland, but it's one I quite like. Well, um, it's not a term we use in Ireland, Ben, because let's get into geopolitical politics here. It's not a oh thing God. we're doing in Ireland. Oh, okay. You right. don't have you don't have the option of furloughing staff in Ireland, apparently. Do you not? No. Is that a good thing or a bad thing, Michael? Well, I don't know. It means Irish people, by and large, are in some way able to continue their job rather than being forced to sit at home. Okay. I, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, Ben. Look, we'll, it'll shake out in the end, won't it? Yeah, look, we'll find out in about three to four weeks. We? No, we'll find out in about 15 years, I'd say, when we can look back objectively and see how this was handled and see if it was really the best way to do it. But even then, Ben, we'll never really know, will we? No, look, it's look. There's going to be a few more pandemics before we're all gone, Michael. I'm afraid mm. this is gonna this mm. is gonna be a this is gonna be a, a bi yearly occurrence. Do you reckon? Uh, from now, oh yeah. Oh, all right, yeah, let's talk Michael. about the comic book industry, though. Oh yeah, let's talk about that then. Um, so basically, they've let go half the staff, and then um, I was reading another article during the week sent to me by my my father, who knows that anything comic book should be sent to me. Um, word. and it was in the Guardian, and basically. But to the the big two, DC and Marvel, are are struggling. They're they're kind of drowning in a sea of of not content, yeah, um, being put out. And it's it's pretty bad news for all the creatives that handle different characters. Because at the end of the day, guys, it's the the individual creators that really suffer. <laughs> uh, the people who write your favorite comic book, the people who draw your favorite comic book, not good times for them. Marvel yeah, still have. Also, the, the shops that distribute your favorite. Yeah, comic the shops book, that distribute the, them. Yeah, sorry, I should have probably focused on the ones that the, employ more people. Um, no, I mean the artists are important people too, Ben. But artists can make a living online. They can yes, sell. They can sell their blank, whatever their canvases are called. You know. Yeah, tasteful no, that's nudes. fair. Tasteful nudes. That's yeah. pretty much how I get by. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Just as a. As a quick update for the listeners, and I know they appreciate this update every week. I Michael know it's Collins, very important. Michael Collins is back. In the background of uh, Ben's uh, Zoom chat, he is. I've I've replaced him. He's he's back upon the wall, staring into <laughs> Mick's soul. The big fella, the big fella, taking care of business on the pod. Anyway, Benjamin, what's the Go topic on. for this week? Well, Michael, uh, as you know, we, we we put out every week a little a little kind of uh, battle cry to the universe and say, if you have any ideas, would you please send them in to us? Yes. Go and, on. And Michael. Yes. One of our one of our avid listeners has only gone and done it. Oh, um, very good. So this is a big shout out to Connor, who listens to the podcast on a regular basis. He gave us our topic for the week, and I'd love to do a bit, but I'd also like to give him accreditation. Um, so what uh, what we're doing this week is what is the difficulty of legacy characters, Michael, in the comic book industry? Oh, um, very good. Because some people seem just absolutely fine and dandy with them, mm-hmm. um, and some people just seem absolutely bloody bloody raging about them. So, well, Benjamin. We- why don't you? Why don't you tell us, Ben? 
what even is a legacy character? Well, basically, Michael, what we're looking at today is any attractive character right. that has a nice set of pins. Um, so you're looking at your Superman in his swimwear. Very you're looking good. at your Batman in his undies. Yeah, yeah, Black yeah. Canary in there for variation. The fish and we're swapping nets, over yeah. to Marvel. Surprisingly, yeah. Doctor Strange... Great set of pins. Yeah, um, I see. I see what's happened here, Ben. You've mixed up legacy characters with leggy characters. Ah, yeah, Titania. It's ah. very big legs. That's a lot of uh, that's a lot of wasted research, Michael. I'm gonna be honest. I, I see what you've done, though. It's quite the quite quite humorous. I'm glad you remembered to do the joke that we planned. I almost did. <laughs> um, so. Michael, why don't you give us a quick rundown on what a legacy character is? Oh, am I going to do it? Okay. Okay. That's not usually what I do, Ben. But a legacy character, Ben, is what happens when a comic book company decides they want a fresh, hot new take on a character. Yes. So they like their (laughs) Spider-Man. They're happy with their Spider-Man. But they think to themselves, what if we had a new, fresh, young Spider-Man that could appeal to the kids? And then so they introduce a new Spider-Man. And in some way, Ben, the torch is passed to him. Either the the previous character is a mentor or a father figure or a mother figure or uh, he died. Um, not not th- very often a mother figure. That's that's something we should probably do an episode on at some point. Where he dies and passes on the powers. He passes yeah. on the magic ring. He, he gives him his blessing or... In some way, the new character gets the blessing and takes the name or a variation of the name and yeah. becomes, becomes a new popular character, hopefully. So it's basically taking something, putting a loop, lick of paint on it and, and sending it back out in the showroom floor. Yeah. The most yeah. successful, Ben, and I think we have to use this as an example, even though it's, we'll probably come back to it and talk to it as a good example later, but it's one of the most famous examples, is probably Miles Morales as Spider-Man. Yes, that's been phenomenally successful that's um, probably the most successful one well i there's a little bit to that so basically um i think how are we going to handle this Michael? all right you go on you 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 tell I, me well, i'm just trying to try and think about it um there are, there are many ways that this is done but i think the company that's come most under fire for it recently is probably marvel in the last decade so are we um, getting straight into the negatives here ben no 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 i, I want to look at it from a perspective of why they work and why they don't Okay. Um, I I have taken I have gone to great lengths here, Michael, to try and not be my usual casual, flippant, callous, misogynistic self. Right. Uh, mildly racist, misogynistic self, and I have yeah. actually put a great deal of thought. Oh, very good. Uh, in into this, and I've actually done quite a bit of research. I also reached out to Connor mm-hmm. and asked him what his thoughts were, and I'll get into those uh, a little bit later. Sure, Ben. Now, just before, I'm going to... You keep that train of thought, right? Don't lose your train of thought here. Right, go on, go on. Because I think it's an interesting that you've pointed out that you, you are sometimes a bit of a misogynist, sometimes racist. a bit of an old racist, sometimes homophobic. a bit of an old a homophobic, a sexist. So um, I just have a list here. It's the very list that you gave me earlier. So, and I'm sorry, can we just say I'm not? Sorry. This is the... Well, Ben, this is the list. I have a list here in front of me. It's a list oh, of characters, oh. legacy characters that you've come up with. That you have Yeah, you've come up with them. Bearing in mind you're a bit of a misogynist and a bit of an L racist and a bit of an L sexist and a bit of an L homophobe. Oh, and you've come up with these, um, these characters and you've asked oh. me to read them out. No, I haven't. This you have, Ben. It's not a bit. This is you've uh, directly asked me to read these out, and they could only really be seen as satire, Ben. 
Um, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you didn't mean it when you wrote these down and gave them to me. So the first one that you have, the first legacy character, Ben, that you've written down that you would like to introduce is a, a legacy character for Doctor Strange, Ben. Doctor Strange, of course, famously not having a, a legacy character. No. <laughs> Doctor Strange has never passed on the Doctor Strange kind of mantle. Oh, sorry. Is this the list where I, I definitely made these up in my head? These are new yeah, yeah, legacy yeah. These are new ah, legacy okay. characters that you've made up. That um, could possibly so the first be a one that you've made up and not told me about until No, right no, now. no, no. God, no. God, no. So the first one, Ben, yeah, is the legacy of Doctor Strange. And this is to pass the torch on to a female character. God. And you've created the character, Ben, of Nurse Strange. Oh. And your little note here is I don't think the readers would find a female doctor as believable. So uh, you've written here, Nurse Strange. That's uh, that. That was your first one. Now I can't say I support that. I think that's her. <laughs> I think I forgot. I think I forgot that I wrote. You've forgotten. Down. You've forgotten that you wrote some of these down, Ben. The next one, of course, is um, <laughs> the next one, Ben. I don't. I don't know if uh, the next one you've written down here, Ben, is an Asian legacy character oh, for Black fuck. Panther, Ben. I, I no. to be honest, I don't really feel comfortable reading out the name that you've written down. Here. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna read it that out. Um, <laughs> you've also written down here gay Captain America. Oh Jesus. Captain America but gay is what you've written. And you've written um Iron Heart, Ben. Which is no, like I didn't. A, you've written Iron Heart, which is like a Iron Man, but it's a teenage girl. So it's Iron Heart. Now Ben, I think some of those are a disgrace to be honest <laughs> can't believe you've done this um that actually hurts michael i'd like to stop doing the podcast now. um yeah so ladies and gentlemen uh, that was all facetious but let's uh, let, let's pick up i suppose where michael left off there um, <laughs> it was your ideas and, man i just and say out. and say ironheart so ironheart is probably i guess you could look at her as the the peak oh ironheart of- is real is she Ironheart is real, yeah, it's Riri Williams okay. um, from the Marvel continuity in the comic books, not in the MCU as mm-hmm. of yet. Um, and she seems to be the the focus point or the, the nexus of fan backlash and, I don't know, diversity shaming and all of this kind of thing uh, and I use the word diversity shaming because anytime a comic book company tries to do anything remotely approaching uh, the diversification of a character whether it be handled or mishandled you can be guaranteed that the fan base is going to let you know how they feel about that um, so she seems to be the key of it and I uh, doing a little bit of research she's quite similar to Miles Morales yes and it's yes, a bit like trying to recapture um, lightning in a bottle in many ways I think that's pretty much what they could be found guilty of here Miles Morales had a bumpy beginning yeah um, with the usual although less bumpy than Peter Parker both his parents are alive both his parents are alive uh, but in a, in a more of a public reception sense Michael oh right right, um, right, right, right. He, he was not really adopted very quickly people were like what's wrong with the old Spider-Man um, a quote that I read from one of the initial articles around his release, because it was kind of announced in newspapers and stuff like that, that there'd be a new Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite quotes is, what's wrong with Peter Parker being a good old-fashioned white American? Um, oh, which was Which was one of my favorite quotes. Who wrote that, Ben? You? Ever. Um, yes, I wrote it on the bottom of the list there that you have, <laughs> that I definitely wrote. It's interesting how I got that to you in the middle of quarantine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Text. 
Yeah, no. Quite text, no, no. Yeah. Everybody knows I like the good old-fashioned pen and paper. Benjamin, uh, why don't yeah. you very quickly tell us about where Miles Morales came from, if you yeah, if so, you know that. So, Miles Morales is quite an interesting character. He comes from the Ultimate Universe. Yeah. Um, his, his origins are in the Ultimate Universe. And his creator, and this becomes more important as we go along later on, is Brian Michael Bendis. Yeah, BMB. Um, BMB and BMB is kind of famous because he really pioneered the new form of Ultimate Spider-Man and Ultimate Spider-Man became a fan favorite and kind of just really a great character and a a great retelling of the Peter Parker origin story in the beginning yeah at least initially yeah at at least least initially initially. yeah and um, anyway the way that Mr. Mr. BMB decided to to wrap up that narrative is unfortunately and spoilers for something that finished 10 years ago maybe if yeah maybe even more um, Peter Parker dies in the Ultimate Universe. Yeah. Um, and that's no good. So, Miles Morales, it turns out, is another young teenager um, mm-hmm. who is bitten by a radioactive speeder. Yeah. And he kind of has to... He has to do the old hero's journey on his own in the beginning. Um, but I suppose the key difference between these two characters, Michael, yeah. is their power sets. Um, I gotcha. Uh, Miles Morales has uh, invisibility. Yeah. Like camouflage a yeah like a spider uh, and he yeah. has what he calls his venom strike yeah like a spider now uh, the other key difference that people might notice between the two characters is that um, it's their ethnicity then it's their ethnicity uh, no. Miles Morales is of mixed ethnicity he's yeah. he's um, the same as me mixed half Latino and half African American Oh, not mix ethnicity. Uh, no, it's not mix ethnicity. That would be spud. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> half spud, <yeah>. half potato. <laughs> half spud, half potatoes. Potato. Um, anyway, he is of mixed ethnicity. And initially, there was a bit yes. of an uproar about that. Um, but he has since become a massively popular character. And I think a testament to that is probably last year's or the year before's Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, um, where Miles Morales carries the entire film. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a great Peter character, a Peter Parker character in there, um, very well voice acted, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But, but Miles he's Morales far from is the, the original Peter Ma- Spider Man. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. But this new character, very different, very this, very that. And in the beginning, he received all the usual uh, kind of incendiary statements from fans that didn't want any kind of change. Um, this is forced diversity. Uh, he's a Mary Sue. He's overpowered. What's wrong with the old Spider-Man power set? Yeah, Miles Morales Ben, in many ways, kind of discounts a lot of the arguments against these legacy characters because he has. Well, I don't know. I don't know if he is established enough to say he is going to be a lastingly popular character. I think you need another 20 years of him sticking around yeah, no, to, fair to, to really say that. I, I I would argue that if Into the Spider-Verse continues its successful run, mm-hmm. we may get to see that based purely on a successful run of animated films. Yeah, I, but I mean... I, go on, sorry. Go on, I'm, I'm not certain of his legacy in the comics. I don't know how he's going to fare in, in the comic book world. I don't know how comic books... Are yeah, anyway, yeah. World at I all, would quite book, like to... In the current I would climate. quite like to see... A uh, forty-year-old, um, a forty-year-old Tom Holland, in twenty in fifteen years' time, passing the torch to a Miles uh, a Miles Morales be, on screen. I'd be so would that. I. I think it's too early to yeah. introduce him now. Yeah, no, he he can't be part of the MCU yeah, just yet. We're only just getting Peter coming out of his exactly. His shell. You can't really have a legacy characters until your characters have a legacy to pass on. 
Yeah, so eventually he kind of earned his place. He transitioned into the Marvel main continuity, Earth mm-hmm. 616. Um, I can't remember how it that was It was in done. Ultimatum, Ben, when all the universe collapsed and yeah, no. two... Two or three survivors from the Ultimate Universe made it across to the regular universe. Miles Morales, Evil Reed Richards. And did Nick Fury make it? No, I don't think he did. But basically... I think sometimes I think sometimes he has. Basically, they wiped out the, the Ultimate Universe as an interesting experiment that had run its course. And what we, and and what that we was really that. liked from it was uh, young mixed-race Spider-Man, who's very popular with the kids, and... Young evil Reed Richards, who's very popular with the people who think Reed Richards is a brick. Yeah, yeah, he's the yeah. maker. Yeah, isn't yeah, he? yeah, 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 yeah. The name of that character. Yeah, he is an asshole. Um, but look, then we come to the tale of of Riri Williams, uh, Michael. So, so before we get there, we kind of have to go through what happens after that. Miles is basically moderately successful. He's introduced in two thousand and eleven. Oh. Um, and following that relative amount of success uh, and admittedly a bumpy start, Marvel decides that they're going to give it another go. So they introduce another character called Kamala, K- Kamala Khan. Yes. Uh, now, Kamala Khan is again a very different character from what we've seen in comic books to that point. Um, number one, um, she believes in Islam. Yeah. Um, so she's, she's a Muslim. Muslim. Yes. Um, number two, she's a young teenage girl um, who has no previous experience in the superhero yeah. business. Um, she's not related to a superhero. She's not getting the torch in any no. kind of sense in that regard. Um, she develops uh, mutant powers um, that give her kind of shape-shifting inhuman. abilities, size-shifting abilities. Then. She's an inhuman, yeah. yeah. Um, and she takes up the legacy of Miss kind Marvel. Of. But initially... Initially, just because she likes yeah. Miss Marvel, she's not given the legacy. She just likes Miss Marvel yeah. as a character. Um, now, Michael, far from Miles Morales' bumpy start, Camilla Kam- Khan becomes a, a kind of a superstar <laughs> to a certain demographic, um, and that demographic is young women of different ethnicities who don't really see a lot of representation in comic books um, and are fascinated to see themselves. Furthermore, uh, the Muslim population who don't often get to see themselves in any kind of uh, comic book fashion um, are given a real character that they can kind of root for and her star just keeps and on And her rising. power is not based around sand. And her or, power is not based you know, around sand. Talking yeah, to camels or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. Her. It's great. Yeah. Which is great. And I suppose that's probably where Miles Morales comes in as well. He hasn't got some cool power like Vida <laughs> or Super Rap. Because um, sometimes they do that. And that's really bad. DC is particularly guilty of that. Um, one of their key Latino super, uh, superheroes is uh, yeah. Vibe. And his ability is uh, Rhythm and... Uh, yeah, but they, they did him all right in The Flash, so, I mean, he's been redeemed. <laughs> uh, anyway, her roaring success leads to a wave of this can I just Can I just interject by... there briefly, Ben? Yeah, go on, go I don't on. really see her, yeah. I, 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 while I do see what you're saying, I don't really see Kamala Khan as that much of a legacy character because she takes the name Captain Marvel because she likes, or she takes the name Miss Marvel because she likes Captain Marvel, but she has no relationship with Carol Danvers. She has entirely different powers. She, basically they reuse the name and the some of the colour scheme. Fair enough. So, 
her success might be based on that. Well, I, I, but I, then I but what we have, sorry, what I'm saying wait, is, Ben, I know, I know what you're trying to say, but I think her success is based on her success is based on her age and her ethnicity and the fact that it's new and interesting. And if she had nothing to do with Miss Marvel or Captain Marvel or Carol Danvers, it would have made no difference whatsoever. So she's barely a legacy character is what I was my take on her. Right, exactly. So what Marvel then attempts yes. to do is replicate that success. But they fail because what they then fall into is the trap of direct legacy right, characters. So, the first person to come along after that is Robbie Reyes, who takes over as Ghost Rider. Oh yeah, I remember Robbie Reyes. In, um, in the Marvel Universe. Now, he initially believes that he has inherited the spirit of vengeance once possessing... Uh, oh, Johnny Blaze. Name. Johnny Blaze, thank you. Um... And they do that thing where they tie his superpower to his ethnicity. So Robbie Reyes doesn't uh, doesn't drive a flaming motorbike. He drives a flaming souped up muscle yeah, car. Yeah, because he's a street racer. What's that got to do with his ethnicity? Because he's Latino. Oh, Jesus. Um, which is which is pretty bad, Michael. Not on my end. That's not on you, me. You're the one who invented the character that's, Nurse Strange. That's, that's them. <laughs> that's not them. So anyway, he comes. Mixed reviews, doesn't do great, falls off the bandwagon. Did enough to get onto a TV Uh, show, though. He did enough to get onto a TV show, but I'm not sure whether that was just trying to shoehorn him in or whether he was enough. It doesn't matter. Then comes Jane Foster, who takes over from Thor. And ooh, ooh ooh-wee, were people annoyed about that? She's going to be in the movies. She's going to be in the movies. And ooh, ooh, were people not happy about that? What do you mean, Thor's a woman? What do you mean, the mythical character that has no basis in reality has changed their gender? What do you mean, Thor isn't worthy anymore? So people kind of lost their minds about that one. And then, yeah, Michael. Yeah, and on. then comes Riri. Ah, Williams. Riri. So, poor old Riri Williams. Uh, Riri Williams is from is it New York? It's New York. Um, no, she's she's in Boston. Is it? Is, it, is Boston? it? I can't remember. Anyway, she goes to MIT, yeah. so I'm assuming it's Boston. Um, so anyway, what happens is she's 15 yeah. years old. She is African American. Yeah. Is she? She is a super genius. She is, yeah, like everyone in comics. Um, and what Riri Williams does is. Uh, during Civil War Two, which is an event where Captain Marvel goes up against Iron Man, she begins to salvage technology from around the different crash sites in New York and stuff like that in Boston and where they have their battles. Um, and she goes back to MIT and she kind of reverse engineers all this and she builds herself her very own suit of Iron Man-esque. She's from Chicago. She's from Chicago. Okay, there you go. Um, so she builds her own suit of um, Iron Man-esque armor and she takes up the mantle or she takes on a name Ironheart she's a teenage girl because she's a teenage girl I don't know what that means Um, but anyway what happens then Michael is the backlash to end all backlashes against this character um, because first of all 
she's African American, and second of all, she's a woman, and second of all, she's a child. So that's just that's just the trifecta of how dare you replace Tony Stark, who is legitimately one of the most popular characters in the Marvel universe due to his on-screen probably presence, the most now, etc., etc., etc. Probably the most. Um, and the backlash is just immense. It, to make matters worse, Michael, um, Iron Man is put in a coma at the end of Civil War Two. Classic Iron Man. Um, and she has to step up and take the mantle of Iron Man. Now, to achieve that, Tony Stark leaves her a copy of his consciousness in AI mm-hmm. form. He's always at that, isn't he? Um, well, I think a lot of that was inspired by that. Um, and the creator of Riri Williams is, is Brian oh, Michael good Bendis. Old now, he was asked why he did this. Uh, in a, a kind of an aggressive interview there was a little bit of a kind of a bamboozling gotcha why was it necessary to do this and his very simple answer is for those that don't know Brian Michael Bendis has two adopted African American daughters he? I didn't know that um, and, and this sheds a little bit of light on the, the the thing of it basically his girls would read his comics and say there's nobody that looks like oh, me I see in the comic book um, and so for him that was enough of a reason uh, to say, well, look, um, let me let me help yeah. you out with that. Um, now there have been accusations since then that Michael Brian Michael Bendis didn't really write her very well. He kind of half-assed the job, and I don't know if that's true or not. Um, having read some of them, there's nothing particularly out there for for um, Riri Williams. I'll be honest; if you type Riri Williams into YouTube, you're going to have to scrub your history because there's a lot of angry white guys just screaming at their. Let's Mobile call them and rip- Kenjamin Bollopy. Oh, nice. Um, this is great. <laughs> I, I, people are really going to start thinking that I'm this guy. I know, it's good, isn't like it? It's good. It's good. Okay it's good. I think this. it's amusing. Um, I think that's important. So anyway, it, it seems to be one of the main criticisms, Michael, is that um, Riri Williams is, is too strong or too smart or too... Uh, and then inevitably comes the term... Mary Sue. Now, I have been guilty on this podcast before. One of your favorite words of yeah. using the term, yeah, of using the term Mary Sue. I have since changed my tune on that. Um, when I realized that Mary Sue is not actually a very well defined term, mm. Michael, it it seems to be your name is both Mary uh, and Susan. A, yes, Mary yeah. Susan. Um, so the Mary Susan trope is when basically we don't like yeah. something about yeah. a character, so we call them a Mary yeah. Sue to have them taken yeah, good. down. Unfortunately, not usually leveled at male characters, probably a female character. Is it sexist? Absolutely. Is it unfounded? Absolutely. It's kind of a fit-all term for what you don't like Wasn't about a character. Wasn't one of the most the co- reviled Mary Sue-esque characters ever written a male character? Wesley Crusher on Star Trek? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Know. I'm not a Star yeah, Trek guy. Wesley Crusher is, is one of the original Mary Sues. I think Mary oh, okay. Sue actually originates well, from Star Trek. I think that's where the term started, but you'd have to look that up to confirm it. Does Picard turn around and say, don't be such don't a Mary, be such Sue, a Mary Wesley. Sue Wesley, you little prick. Just because we're hoping teenagers will watch this and <laughs> relate to you, they won't. They'll relate to me, a balding, older Englishman pretending to be French. Yes. Anyway, uh, so she steps up and she becomes um, Iron man but not in that sense she won't take the name obviously um and then this kind of controversy starts 
uh, all over again. She gets a fresh wave of controversy because artists that are handling her don't seem to know what a 15-year-old girl... She looks, looks like, like a sexy lady, according to them. She, in some iterations, she's very clearly a 20-something African-American yeah. woman. Uh, in other iterations... It looks like it's been traced from Pornhub. At all. Yeah, it's it's pretty weird. So that becomes a whole thing. Um, and then as that goes along, it seems to gain wheels in terms of stuff like that. But the main criticism of her is she's too smart. She shouldn't be Iron Man. Why does she get to be smart and intelligent? <laughs> stuff like that. And the backlash this character face faces is because I think in part, and it's hard to kind of trace where it comes from, she just gets it too quickly. She gets to kind of skyrocket into the limelight way too quickly. Marvel kind of runs with it on the back of Kamala Khan mm-hmm. and, and tries to push her and shoehorn them all in and stuff like that. And it just doesn't land right. I think it's maybe because they messed with the wrong character. If it hadn't been Tony Stark, yet probably would have been fine. I, I, just, I don't... Yeah... Don't know. It's mm. tricky. It's tricky. There is nothing overtly wrong with Reedy Williams as a character. She's a little bit obnoxious sometimes in her dialogue. She's a bit snappy. Mm-hmm. But like, I haven't read anything in her comics that make her any different from Thor when he's the central character of a narrative or Tony Stark when he's the central character of a narrative or Miss Marvel. I, I don't understand what the backlash is. Well... My my personal feeling, Ben, and this is one of the reasons I really enjoy the series Invincible. I don't know if I've ever mentioned that. Um, but also, I really enjoy all of those kind of recent trend of life story things. Is if you're going to have a legacy character, do it. Just commit to it. Just do the thing. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, I think, you know, one of the things that Brian Michael Bendis kind of made a mistake with is he said that Tony Stark would be back. Um, so I think a lot of people kind of looked at Riri Williams as a placeholder. Mm. Um, and it's very hard to grow an attachment to a character if you're not sure they're going to be around much longer. Mm. Um, now, one of the interesting things that happened is Brian Michael Bendis stepped down from the yes. title uh, rather quickly for a new character that he kind of created, but he didn't really know how to write the character properly or people felt he didn't know how to write the character properly and it was given to a new writer whose name is written down here somewhere you better find it Ben oh god yes I better otherwise I'm a terrible person um basically this writer um <laughs> so in in life imitating art this particular writer um uh, <laughs> she was an author of books, books. uh She's an African-American woman as well. And she received backlash from the same fans because she doesn't know how to write comics. Ah, She has no experience writing comics. So it's just this bizarre morass of like really angry white dudes. (laughs) Now, in all fairness, Ben, in all fairness, there were, there were also, there was also, I've just been looking this up while you've been talking here. There was also a good amount of backlash to Brian Michael Bendis for having the temerity to write a black teenage character despite not being a black woman. Yes, that's true. Um, so, Eve Ewing is the name of the woman that took over from Brian Eve Michael Ewing. Bendis. Um, Eve like Ewing. Like viewing electronically. Yes, Eve exactly. Ewing. Uh, no, E-V-E. Eve Ewing. Ewing. Um, Eve okay. Ewing, yes. 
Like and how I can see you at the moment. Yes, so exactly. E-viewing. Yes. Um, yeah, so I mean, that is absolutely um, a criticism that was leveled against Brian Michael Bendis um, from, I suppose, the opposite end of that argument. Mm. Um, how dare you write an experience you've never had, etc., etc., etc. And I don't, I don't, I don't really have a, a leg to stand on there, Michael. I don't, I haven't done much research on that. Yeah, part. look, Ben. I think the answer is no matter what you do, people are going to be annoyed. Yeah, um, I, I think in the case of the legacy character, I think people just get offended when you try and tamper with what they know. Mm. Um, I don't think it matters what way you handle it, uh, how well you handle it. Um, it it just doesn't go very well. I think I think the last the, the the straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak, in in this one was when Robert Downey Jr. at one of the various SDCCs stood up. Ah, uh, re- remember and those said Ben. That, uh, yeah, remember those first time in fifty years. Well mm-hmm. done, Michael. Um, anyway, he stood up and said that Ironheart should take over from Tony Stark in the MCU. To which fans everywhere went, "Boo, <gasps> Tony Stark!" No, boo, Tony. There boo. are some, there are some other successful Ben successful ones we skipped over. I One. quite like Kate Bishop as a as a young female Hawkeye. What a great legacy! She's a good character. character, although she's kind of faded back into the background these days. She didn't have the yeah. She, she didn't, didn't have the staying have power. The yeah, power. Uh, but I did enjoy her. I yeah. thought she was good, and I thought it was a good mentor mentee relationship that they had, where she was younger and smarter and better than him, but he had more. In yeah, many ways, he more. He'd been around the block. He was. He he had the old the old experience. It was quite similar to yeah. uh, to the the Miles Morales Peter Parker relationship from um from Into the Spider Verse. I thought. Or the Michael Leonard Ben Cole. Yeah, 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 yeah. Except you're not. Yeah, what was it that I said? Uh, smart, better. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not taller though. That's important. Not taller. That's most, the most important, important one. Not taller when Mick wears his lips. <laughs> yes. Um, all right, ladies you and gentlemen. Wear lifts. Uh, what? Uh, what? I what don't wear lifts. You wear lifts. <laughs> I've seen your lifts. <laughs> Uh, what legacy character? Yes. What legacy character do you think was done well? Or Kate not Bishop. Well? Um, no, not for you, Michael. For oh, the, the listeners. listeners. For the listeners. Oh, my dog has decided at the exact same time as last week to start playing with a Hi, plastic boy. bottle here in the room. Um, so basically, what characters do you think are done well, and what characters do you think were not yeah. done well? In the in the various continuities and whatnot, um, big thank you to Connor for sending that in to us. Um, we hope you liked it, Connor. Um, we will probably do a follow up to this one in a slightly different form. We're going to look at the continuity of Are characters we? and keeping certain characters in new uh, trilogies, etc. Are we? Et okay, okay, etc. I didn't know that because I misunderstood the topic at the start of this week, and I think we should probably do a continuation of that. Might be an interesting oh, very, topic. Very to interesting. Take a look at. Um. No, that's Go on. No, that's do you have something to say? What do you think of our new rambly, all over the place, slightly drug-induced uh, format for the podcast? What, what I what think, think it's almost indistinguishable, huh? then, to be honest. <laughs> it's almost indistinguishable. Ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to get in touch with us, um, we are in a number of different places. We are in shomrabug.com, S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G.com. It kind of means tiny room in Irish. Kind of just a little bit. Um, we are also on the L Gram at the exact same one. Sean Rebeug, S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G, no.com. No, um, 
if you would like to help us to spread the message of the podcast <laughs> um, around yeah. the world. If you're on Apple Podcasts, you can give us an L review. That is the best way for people to hear us. If you listen to us on Spotify, follow us and then share, share us. us. Stick on us on your Instagram, Instagram stories. stories. What's wrong with you? Stick us on your Instagram stories or your Facebook cost you stories. Nothing. We don't cost care. you nothing. We'll cost you nothing except your hard-earned time. Um, no, it takes about five-eighths of a second. Um, and then uh, you can also get in touch with us on YouTube if you listen to us on hi, YouTube. Um, yeah, hi, Nisha. Um, you can get in touch with us there. Just leave us now a comment and a like and a subscribe. Uh, that'll be it from us this week, ladies and gentlemen. We hope you're all doing very, very well. Stay safe, stay at home, and listen to all the old episodes of the podcast. Not all of them. Some of them Bye. are not great. Bye. Bye. <laughs>